This is a special episode of Women for America due to the horrific surprise attack that took place in Israel by Hamas over the weekend, leaving thousands dead and injured. Support for Israel is one of Concerned Women for America's seven core issues, and we wanted to take some time to discuss the situation at hand and also spend time in prayer. Welcome, everyone, to Concerned Women for America's specific Zoom call and also our Women for America podcast. As we come together as an entire organization, our Young Women for America chapters, our Concerned Women for America chapters, our Women for America chapters coming together to pray for Israel. I don't know about you, but I have grieved. I have grieved since October 7th. You know, many people have called this the second Holocaust, and it seems that that is true. Over 1,200 Israelis have died, 25 Americans. The barbarity of what has happened, I can't take wash out of my brain, and I don't even want to. It keeps me up at night, but I feel like the Holy Spirit is calling us to pray for Israel. And so to that point, I've invited a special guest, and many of you know him. He's a very close friend at Concerned Women for America. I have to say that on a personal note, when I was a young 20-something and I worked for Concerned Women for America as a lobbyist, that his wife, Lynn Rosenberg, was my co-worker, and I got to know them as a young couple. But Joel Rosenberg is a best-selling New York Times author with over 17 novels and five nonfiction books. 5 million copies in print. His latest novel, The Libyan Diversion, just came out this year. He's also founder and editor-in-chief of two news and analysis websites. It's all Israel news and all Arab news. He is the boots on the ground, the hands and feet of Jesus. He is an evangelical believer of Jewish heritage, and he is an important resource in this moment. So welcome to Women for America podcast, Joel. Thank you for joining us. Penny, it's great to be with you. Uh, yes, Lynn and I have been part of the CWA uh, Alumni Association for uh, 30-some years, uh, and I'm just trying to catch up with Dr. Tim LaHaye, you know, in the book writing department. I'm not there. I need another 50 years, but um, he was a great mentor to me. Uh, Mrs. LaHaye was a tremendous mentor to Lynn. We we just love this ministry, and we love your heart, Penny. Uh, we've known you for a long time, and you have never changed, except maybe get stronger. Uh, okay. We would say in Hebrew, uh, you, uh, you've you got strength and grit and deep faith, and uh, I appreciate your heart of compassion for what we're going through over here right now. I'm coming to you from Jerusalem, and it's uh, it's been the darkest uh, week I that you know since the since the dawn of the state of Israel of uh, 75 years ago. Well, um Joel, we'd love to hear about how things are on the ground. I mean, the thing that I think keeps me up at night the most and there's so much is the very idea of what happened at Kfar Azah, that's a, the little kibbutz by Stidrot. Um I've been there many times. Most Americans that come to understand the geopolitical issues around Israel have been there. That is the place where it was a complete homicidal maniacs that beheaded, burned little babies, burned up families. I mean, it's the atrocities are too numerous to name, but it happened in all those little kibbutz with those innocent families. Tell me what is happening now and how is how how does Israelis how do Israelis go on from here? Yeah. 
Wow, well, you've asked a lot of questions. Let me uh, break them out in, in, in small bite-sized portions. Um, first, the, the, the sense of grief and shock uh, is very, very deep here. Uh, yeah, we're actually just over now 1,300 Israeli civilians uh, murdered in the last week. Um, again, we're a small country, Penny. You know that because you've been here and you brought groups here. Um, we're a small country. We're about the size of New Jersey. We have a population under 10 million. Now, the United States, where I was born and raised, though now I'm a dual U.S.-Israeli citizen with Lynn, but but the United States is a continent, right? 330 million people. So the United States is 33 times bigger population-wise than Israel. So, you know, if 1,300 people are murdered anywhere, it's it's a horror show. But if you if you think about it in terms of the effect on our population compared to what would be the effect on your population, it would be approximately like 35,000 Americans dying this week. Okay, that would be like 10 plus times worse than 9-11. So that's the emotional toll. I already know, our family knows, not only people that were have been wounded in this, but people who have been murdered and been killed, um, some in combat. So... Uh, it, 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 two of our four sons have served in the Israeli military, one of them in, a, in a, an elite special forces unit. Um, so, and we've got, and, and our ministry, the Joshua Fund, is doing humanitarian relief and, and strengthening of, of the church. We've been doing that for 17 years. We've raised and invested almost $100 million over 17 years to care for the poor and needy and the victims of war and terror and strengthen the believers, all of our humanitarian relief goes through the local churches. We don't, we're not doing, nobody knows about the Josh fund here. We're not a brand. We, we help the church be the church and the hands and feet of Jesus, but there's deep grief, but it's also shifting into resolve um, because look, I'm from a Jewish background on my father's side. Yes. I'm a follower of Jesus. I'm an Israeli evangelical. But being a Jewish person, I know that my tribe has been, you know, people have been trying to wipe us off the planet for 4,000 years. Okay. So it's not new, but each time it's horrible. And um, and this is about the worst that there's ever been, because uh, I was just at a, at a press conference uh, with Israeli President Mike, uh, Isaac Herzog this morning. And he made the point that it never has have so many Jews died so rapidly in the world anywhere since the Holocaust. Mm. So that's and uh, and another colleague of mine said to me on an interview the other day, he said, I, you know, actually it was Greg Laurie. Mm -hmm. We were on a, prayer, a national prayer call last night. You know, Greg. Yes. And he said, this is not about some Palestinian group wanting a two state solution. This is about a terrorist group wanting a, a final solution mm -hmm. of the Jews to wipe us out. So, yeah, the grief is deep, well the shock is deep, but it was also the resolve to now have to go to war. We don't want to go to war, but we are in war and we're going to win. Yes. Well, and we support that. And I've already warned our young staff. We were talking about truth yesterday. We we started a new Bible study that we're doing as an organization, doing as, as our office. Um, and it's, um, it's David Jeremiah's book on overcoming. And he goes through the Ephesians 6 and the full armor of God. And it starts with the belt of truth. And I said to them, just watch. Right now, everyone's all on Israel's side, but give it time. When, you know, when the Palestinians, when the Hamas take innocent civilians and use them as human shields, as they've always done, right. when they hide 
weapons in a school and when, you know, people die because of what they're doing, then suddenly there'll be all this immoral equivalency going and they will start to question and turn on Israel. But we have to be strong. We have to be resolute. We have to remember what you said is true. Nothing's changed over 4,000 years because... Well, let me, can I just say, Penny, yeah. you know, sooner have you said that. I, I watched it with my own eyes today at the press conference with President Herzog. What happened? Becky Anderson is a correspondent and anchor for CNN. And Becky started to ask President Herzog... Um, uh, you, you know, you understand, right, that you're engaged in retaliating against the entire, you know, Palestinian population of Gaza. And that's a war crime. You know, you want, you know, don't, aren't you worried that you guys are engaged in war crimes? <laughs> and the, uh, like the president, and of course, certainly me and everybody else, but the president, like, you have to be kidding me. Right. Did you just see what happened. You're accusing Israel of war crimes. Like, did you see the babies that have been slaughtered? their heads cut off. You see the mothers that were shot to death in front of their children. Didn't you see the bodies of the children that were shot to death in front of their parents? Didn't you see the old men and women that were burned alive in their homes? How How is it possible that on day six, you're accusing our, our country, as we defend ourselves, of war crimes? This is CNN, okay? This yeah. CNN. And that's why three years ago I started, uh, Lynn and I started another organization in, in parallel and, and, and uh, uh, alliance with the Joshua Fund, all Israel news and all Arab news, as you mentioned. Why? Because Christians don't know where to turn for news that's accurate when you have CNN and New York Times and MSNBC already slandering those of us who have experienced the worst slaughter of Jews since the Holocaust. This is going to get worse. Mm -hmm. And but I also want to make it personal. Like, so I do a, a weekly TV show on TBN, uh, Thursday nights, 9 p.m., the Rosenberg Report, right? So Lynn and one of our sons, uh, 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 who who's married and her, the wife's brother, they were all in the country. Um, and we were giving them a tour because his wife and her brother had never been to Israel. So we took them actually to Egypt for a few days and to Israel. And they were supposed to leave on Saturday, but then the war broke out. And their flight kept getting delayed, delayed, canceled. Well, we were driving, they were driving with me to TBN as I was going to do my show uh, on Monday of this week. And what happened? The sirens go off saying that there are inbound missiles towards Jerusalem. Well, when that happens, you have to stop your car, turn it off and run to get away from your car so that if it gets hit, you don't have shrapnel that's going to kill you. And you just go face first into the grass and you just cover your head. Well, we've done this a lot of times in our lives. We've lived here nine years. The year that we moved here, 2014, 4,000 missiles were shot at Israel that month. We've had 4,000 missiles this week, mm -hmm. actually 4,500. But it was it was traumatic for all of us, but particularly for those who've never been through it. That's right. This, but So how Becky Anderson and CNN can immediately turn us from victims into monsters is so evil. And yet for people who, keep, who don't know the difference between men and women, <laughs> for people who think that killing a baby just before it's born is fine, but killing it afterwards isn't, or they're not sure, like they don't, like this is what we're up against. 
This well, is, and it, this is why we got to fight against it. I'm so grateful that because it's not just we we have to pray and we have to give to help people right now, mm-hmm. but we have to be speaking the truth mm-hmm. about what's happening and have the courage to do it. And I'm grateful CBA, CWA has been doing that from the beginning mm-hmm. and you're still doing it now. God bless you. Well, and uh, and that's right, Joel. We have Mrs. LaHaye will be on and, and pray for you in a few minutes, but she, as our founder, Amen. made that very clear from the very beginning that Concerned Women for America stood, for, stood with Israel. The U.S.-Israel relationship is essential for both of us. And, mm. uh, you know, they're our closest ally in the Middle East. We have shared religious heritage. We have, the, you know, they're the only other democracy in the Middle East. And so this is very important relationship and we will stand strong and we've seen it tested. We've seen the resolve of Israel tested. Yeah. I mean, I think what you mentioned about understanding the geopolitical issues around Israel. I mean, I was surprised when I came, I didn't understand, like you said, it's the size of New Jersey, but surrounded by uh, terrorist groups that hate her, you know, Hamas, Hezbollah and others. And, um, I started uh, following through an app called Red Alert, the rockets, after I went the first time and I went to the kibbutz that we just mentioned, Kfarza, I knew people and understood how, what you just described, that is the reality for the Israeli people. In fact, when I was on that kibbutz and they were all the time having to go into their bomb shelters. Their children slept in the bomb shelters so they wouldn't have to wake them up to move them. They had a little playground underneath a bomb shelter. And um, someone asked one of the group, why why don't you leave? And her answer, the woman who, who was leading us at Kaparza looked at us and said, where would we go? We've been chased out of and murdered in almost every country in the world. We're not safe anywhere. There is over 50 uh, majority Muslim countries. There's one Jewish state. And she, I mean, then I got it. From then on, I got it. Not just in my heart as far as a believer, but I also understood how important the land that we know from Genesis that God gave in the Abrahamic covenant which is a never ending covenant, eternal covenant. And we have churches that are a little confused about that at this point, but we're not confused here at CWA. That's good. That's good. And let me just add that, that you know, that is true. And God speaks about uh, that he, that Israel is the apple of his eye. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? That's the pupil of your eye. That Not only is that the most sensitive part of your eye, but it's also the lens by which you look at the rest of the world, right? And so that's how God sees the world. He sees it through the lens of Israel. That's why my first nonfiction book was called Epicenter, because mm-hmm. it, you know Israel and Jerusalem in particular is the epicenter of God's plan and purpose for the world. And, you know, not only does God say in Ezekiel 38, uh, or uh, well, actually Ezekiel 5, verse 5, I've set Jerusalem at the center of the nations and all the other nations around her. So geographically, he sees Israel as the center of his plan. And of course, in, in Acts 1-8, the birth of the church, you know, God says, you will be my witnesses and you'll have power come upon you and to be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem. Judea mm-hmm. and Samaria, that's what the world now calls the West Bank, and very into even to the ends of the earth, even to Washington, DC and California, the ends of the earth. So so both geographically and theologically, uh, Israel and Jerusalem is the absolute epicenter of the world, 
yes, there are Christians that don't understand that. That's part of our educational mission at the Joshua Fund and All Israel News. But I want to note one important thing, that God also commands us to love our neighbors. The Palestinians are our neighbors. And so one of our deep, important principles at the Joshua Fund and why we did All Israel News and All Arab News is because of God's heart for the neighbor. Okay, so there are two million Palestinians trapped in Gaza. We, we Israel doesn't occupy Gaza. That's a total fallacy in the media and right. the international sector. Right. Israel withdrew all of our soldiers and all of our civilians in 2005. There's not a single Israeli on that on Gaza Strip soil because we left and we turned it all over to the Palestinians and we said, "Listen, you've got beachfront property. That's right, and, beautiful beachfront make property. A, make a make a uh, Palestinian paradise. God bless you." Um, but but unfortunately, they were taken over by this genocidal terror organization, Hamas, which is like ISIS. You really have to, mm -hmm. and they're backed by Iran, and so they've turned it into a hellhole. And so so we have to pray not just for Israelis for protection, for victory, for healing spiritually, psychologically, and of course physically for all those who have wounded and traumatized. And but we also have to pray for the liberation of the Palestinians in Gaza, not from Israel, we don't occupy them, but from the Hamas genocidal terror group. And, and, and I think having that, you know, it's easy to get into a sort of a, um, you know, you want to be with your tribe or your team. Mm -hmm. So I love that people are very pro-Israel, but we, at the same time, we need to have that reflect the compassion of Jesus and all of the scriptures to have a love for the neighbor. Yes, Israel is a unique place. God uniquely loves and has a plan for Israel, but he does love the neighbors. And that's our mission, too. And um, and remember, uh, Jesus uh, sent Philip, the evangelist, on the road to where? To Gaza mm -hmm. to share the gospel. Uh, and that Ethiopian uh, treasurer uh, got saved and took the gospel to Ethiopia. So we have to have that heart. And, and we're trying to do that um, every single day. And our teams are, you know, are spread out all over the country doing humanitarian relief right now. One of our sons who did serve in that special forces unit, he's the head of our humanitarian relief division. And he and his wife literally are doing this every moment of every day. And there's a whole team that goes with them. And this is a joy, but boy, it has never been harder than right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why it's important for Christians to, to learn and pray and give to make an actual specific difference, especially at a time like this. Joel, I love how you are so thoughtful. I mean, you know, there's so much anger. I'm so angry for the Israelis, right? And for these atrocities that for, you know, in my heart, I'm like vengeful, right? And I love it that you bring us back to reality. Genocide's not good either. It's a sin. And so we need to actually have compassion for, especially the children that are trapped there with a satanic monstrous force. And yeah. so we pray for God to come in and liberate them and to wipe out evil. And we're going to pray in just a couple of minutes. But before we go to a prayer time, and um, again, our founder is going to first start us by uh, praying for Joel. Joel, maybe just, I think I have maybe two questions and, mm -hmm. and this may be a too long, but you can just give us what you, what you think. One is how did this happen? And how do we go forward? What's next? And well, how do we, I guess, and I, let me also say, how do we, sure. before third, how can we best support the Israeli people? 
and you want me to do that in less than a minute? <laughs> Take uh, your time, brother. It's okay. Uh, oh, don't say that. You know, I might, you know, <laughs> go on forever. Um, okay, uh, a couple of things. So, so how did it happen? Well, we have to remember that Hamas is horrible, bloodthirsty, genocidal, inhumane as they are, demonic, really. is. This is satanic, okay? Yes, it is. Um, you have to understand that they don't control their own destiny. They, 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 Hamas is funded by the Iranian regime. They're armed by the Iranian regime. They're trained by the Iranian regime and they're directed by the Iranian regime. So you have to understand that what we're really doing is fighting a war with the Iranian leadership. Mm -hmm. And at some point that war is going to go right to Tehran. Maybe we don't, maybe it doesn't happen today or tomorrow. Maybe we wait till the war of Gog and Magog, uh, Ezekiel 38, 39, which uh, Dr. Tim LaHaye taught me about. Mm -hmm. uh, literally at a CWA conference, when Lynn was running the conferences back then, um, you know, I guess if I was single, I would have thought, wow, 2000, you know, Christian women, this is great. But <laughs> I was I was ha very happily married and thought I would just sit around in the hotel and she was running the co convention tactically and Miss LaHaye was leading it. But I would sit with Tim LaHaye and I would like, let's talk about something. And of course, what did you want to talk about? Prophecy. Mm -hmm. And he gave me a book uh, about the coming peace in the Middle East and about how there would be peace for a while and more and more countries would make peace with Israel. Mm -hmm. And then Russia and Iran would form an alliance and come attack us. I'm like, OK, if you say so. You know, I, I mean, mm -hmm. I don't think I said it to him. But I, the Soviet Union was imploding at that time. A million Jews were coming out. There was no chance of peace with Israel, with anybody. And certainly Russia was never going to be a threat. But I was wrong. I was a kid. I didn't know what I was talking about. He was right. He was, you know, and um, he taught me a lot. And I've, I've, I began to realize that he was right. The reason I say it is because we're in a very, very dangerous moment why is it happening now? Because Iran wants to annihilate us, but they don't want to just kill Jews. They'll kill all of us they want. I mean, that's their plan to kill all of us eventually. But they really want us to have to kill Palestinians because that turns the thing from Israel making peace with more and more countries, like the prophecy said, like Tim LaHaye said, you know, we're, we've got six Arab Israeli peace treaties right now, mm -hmm. and the Saudis want to make peace with us next. But the Iranian regime wants to flip that script and turn us from people that the whole region and the world wants to work with and closely and be friends with to that we're the monsters. Okay, That's sheer anti-Semitism, that's sheer mm -hmm. demonic activity, but that's what the Iranian regime wants to do. So that's why. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, how? Well, you know, Israel let its guard down. It's a colossal intelligence failure, and we'll have to figure that out later. Right now, we have to unify and win. Mm -hmm. um, what can Christians do to help? I would say uh, three things. First of all, doing what you're doing, uh, which is praying. There's just This is a spiritual battle, first and foremost, mm -hmm. and we have to appeal to God to win. There are, you know, the demonic forces are so intense against us that if God doesn't help us, we're totally lost, right? And I, I would say, you know, remember that in, in 1 Samuel 30, um, David is fighting, David and the mighty men, they're fighting the enemies of Israel. But suddenly some, you know, a terrible uh, enemy of Israel comes and captures the town where it was sort of the base camp for David and his mighty men and their families. It's called Ziklag, right on the border between Israel and Gaza, interestingly enough. And what happens? They, The bad guys, the evil forces, burn the town down and take captive all the women and children. But that wasn't the end of the story. 
David and the men come back and they weep. It says they weeped, they wept until they couldn't weep anymore. That's where we are in the, that's where we've been in the last few days. But then they got themselves pulled together. They strengthened themselves in the Lord Jesus. Well, in the Lord, they didn't know the Lord Jesus then, but the Lord God of Israel. And they went to war and they defeated the enemy and they got all their prisoners, all their kidnapped women and children back. That's what we need to pray for. First mm-hmm. Samuel 30. Okay. And, uh, we also need to remember Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Sometimes we pray and God says, I hear you, but I'm not going to let it happen just the way you want, right? Mm-hmm. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had to say to the King Nebuchadnezzar, listen, we're not going to bow down to your idol. God can protect us from this fiery furnace. But even if he doesn't, we're not going to do that. We're mm-hmm. we're with the one true God. We're in a fiery furnace right now. And, um, and the world wants us to bow down and give up. And we're not going to do that. But uh, but even if we don't win today or tomorrow, um, we're not going to give up. So 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 the first thing is to pray, pray with knowledge, biblical knowledge and faith. I mean, real courage. It takes real courage to just get out of bed right now and drive on the streets that it's a ghost town. Um, But the next two things. So 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 learning, praying and giving. And I would say learning all Israel news can be your daily source. Um, You can go to allisrael.com. You can sign up for the free, we're not going to charge anything, email. And every day when you wake up in America, you'll have all the top headlines from a news source you can trust. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's run by believers in Israel, for believers around the world. And it's it's not a missionary site. It's It's not even really a ministry site in the classic sense. This is a real news site, but run by believers in Jesus with a biblical worldview. And I encourage people to go to allisrael.com and and let us be your news source. Um, CNN's not going to do it for you. Uh, And the third thing I would say is, so learn, pray, and give. Um, There are a number of ministries, but the one I mentioned is the one that Lynn and I started uh, 17 years ago. We've raised and invested in Israel and the Palestinian territories and the neighboring countries almost $100 million dollars over the last 17 years, strengthening the church, equipping pastors, doing humanitarian relief to care for the poor, the needy, widows, orphans, victims of war and terror, the pro-life movement, which is very small, too small here in Israel. Um, And that's a very specific way to say, I want to help. I don't know who to trust. You can trust the Joshua Fund. We vet every single ministry, every single organization, and it all goes through the local believers so that they are the hands and feet of Jesus, Yeshua, we say in Hebrew. And yeah, we care for Jews who don't believe in Jesus. We care for Muslims who don't believe in Jesus. But the people that are doing the work every day are people who do believe in Jesus and are praying and showing that level of compassion, because that's what Jesus told us to do. Uh, Right in Matthew 24, he tells us all the signs to get ready for the last days and his return, which we're in. Yes. Chapter 25, he says, go do something practical, care for the, the poor and the needy and and and, uh, and and do it in my name. And so those are some practical Thank ways you. that I hope people can uh, say, all right, now those I know great. what to do. And I, it does feel so much closer, right? Like you, like a young, when I was a young person, I'm like, oh, I've been hearing about that forever. Boy, we, I really sense we're in the last days in a new way. Um but, you know, as CWA, we will continue to fight for policies that help Israel, including the trilateral 
um, agreement between Israel, Saudi Arabia, and the U.S. for trade and normalizing trade and uh, for Israel because we want to state we want to hold off and keep that time of peace as long as possible for Israel because, of course, it'll be a horrible, horrible time when we get to Amen. Actual and let me just make a, a super fast note. Sure, go ahead. Going back to Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine, and Dr. Tim LaHaye. You know, as bad as this war is going to be, we're going to have to invade. And I think we're going to really invade. I, I, yes. I It's terrible that we have to do it, but we're going to eradicate Hamas. Yes. As bad as that is, and as much as the world's going to turn against us for this time, hopefully when we get to the other side, a moderate government can be set up. Mm-hmm. And maybe the Palestinian terror movement, which is different from the Palestinian people, but it's, it's intertwined. Mm-hmm will finally give up and say, look, Israel's here to stay. Everybody else is making peace with Israel. I guess we should too. And that would really set one of the final pieces in place for Ezekiel 38 and 39 to kick into motion because Israel has to be reborn, check. It has to be prosperous, check. And Israelis have to feel like they're living securely in the land. With more and more peace treaties, we're moving in that direction. But until Hamas and the other terror groups are eliminated, we can't check off that box. But once that box checks off, then the Russian-Iranian alliance that's building around us w- will be set into motion. And then God will supernaturally win uh, defeating all those terrible enemies and pour out his Holy Spirit on Israel. And and then it says uh, the whole house of Israel will know God personally. And Amen. that's where looking forward to it's sorry I, I feel badly we have to go through so much trauma to get to that glorious day but that's where we're heading and that's the hope that we have well certainly our hopes in the lord and uh and no one wishes this kind of trial on anyone for any reason but um but i'd love to move into our time of prayer if we could now joel we want to specifically pray over you and pray over Israel. I, so we're going to start out. And Joel, I know you have other uh, appearances you have to do. So just stay on as long as you want and bug out when you have to go and do your next thing. Everyone wants to talk to you as they should. Um, but we are so grateful that you were able to share some time with us as part of your CWA family, part of the many, many alumni around the world that are Concerned Women for America, um, formerly employees and men who love us. <laughs> so thank I, I, you one of my that. favorite lines from Mrs. LaHaye, when she, you know, and I want to say hi to her. Uh, and I want to say that one of the lines I loved about her, she would always say this at the beginning of the CWA annual convention. Hey, we're the women's organization that loves men. That's so right. I, I appreciate that. So <laughs> That amen. line still works. And we know what a woman is. So there's that. Yeah, amen. <laughs> Not so, every um, women's organization does. Yes, that's true. So we're going to start, Ms. Lay, uh, if you would join us now in prayer for uh, Joel and his family and other families there in Israel, and then, I, and then I'll follow you. So if we could pray. Thank you, Penny. I have the privilege of praying for Joel and Lynn and their children. And I've searched the scriptures, Lord, just how should I pray? Of course, I come and it says pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but it goes further than that. It says, may they prosper who love you. And Lord, that's my prayer for Joel and his his ministry, that they will prosper because they love you. And they've given their lives to ministry there. And so Lord, I pray that they have the peace, not only of Jerusalem, but the peace in their own heart. 
Lord, with all the trouble going on around them and the killing and the, the evilness, Lord, I just pray that they will have that wonderful, wonderful peace that only comes from our Heavenly Father. And so as Lynn is out ministering today, Lord, I pray that she will experience that wonderful peace. Surround Joel and Lynn and their boys, Lord, with that peace because it says you have the peace within you. And that is my prayer for you today, Lord, that these, the Rosenbergs will, in the midst of a war, in the midst of the fighting and the killing, they will have that inner peace that only comes from knowing you. And so may they prosper in their ministry and do exactly what Israel and Jerusalem needs them to be doing at this time. So Lord, I praise you because you have the ability, the wonderful, miraculous ability to change the hearts of men and women. And that's what Joel and Lynn are trying to do, to change the hearts of men and women right there in Jerusalem. I pray, Lord, that this will happen and the, even a miracle could take place in the hearts of these people that they minister to. So I praise you, Lord, just now that we can leave this with you and in a troubled world, in an evil world, they can have that wonderful peace that comes from our Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, for answering our prayers. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Please join me in prayer now as I pray for the soldiers and the military as they go into this next phase of war. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before you now as with hearts broken, as we've said, for the innocents that have been slaughtered, for the Holocaust survivors who have died, for families that have been burned. We are disgusted, disgusted by this evil that is so evil that even the Nazis tried to hide the kind of things they did. But this group, Lord, this evil, evil group are proud of their horrible, horrible sin. Lord, we call down the angels of heaven against Hamas. Lord, we call down your sword of justice against these evil people. Lord, I pray that not one IDF soldier will die as a result of this ground war. I pray, God, that the Americans that are going to be assisting SEAL Team 6 or whoever is there that are American special forces, that you will protect all of them. God, I pray that you will give them great wisdom and strategies and knowledge and supernatural ability to go in and destroy, destroy the evil ones. And God, I pray, and in that process, that you will protect the little ones and the innocents that are also involved because they are your children. You love them too. And Lord, we do not for one minute no, feel that you will not be triumphant in this moment. We know that you are sovereign and mighty. And God, I pray that the Lion of Judah will roar, that it is time for the sword of justice to do its work. And so, Lord, at this moment, we just pray for a peace and a resolve to settle over all the soldiers that are there. 
We pray for fear to pierce the hearts of the enemy and chaos to ensue so that they're blinded to the forces that are coming to get their children, that are coming to rescue these little kidnapped children and innocent women. Do not allow, Lord, a single hair on their heads to be harmed. Put a band of angels and harm, strike dead anyone that raises a hand against your little one. Lord, we call out your angels at this moment. I feel the Holy Spirit working at this moment. We don't even have the words. We don't have the words for this, Lord, but Holy Spirit, interpret our hearts to our Holy Father. We ask this in Jesus' name. So now I've asked Jana Long, who is our Texas state leader, to join us and to pray for the government officials in Israel as they and our officials in the U.S. as they're making these hard decisions. Thank you, Jana. Father, we just bow again and pray, um, uniting our hearts with those all around the world. We know that there are many, many supporters of Israel, and so we are enjoy uniting our hearts to pray for Israel, Father. Um, and, and you know, God, that we in our hearts are horrified by what has happened. And for those of us who support Israel, Father, you know our hearts that we want to, you know, like hit, listen to what um, Joel has said and do all of the things that you want us to do. So we ask for your, your sovereign um and in your um, saving grace to show us how we can be um, the hands and feet of you as we have we walk through this with them, Father. And we know that the leaders of all of the countries who are supporting Israel also have heavy hearts and want to do more. So, Father, I want to start by praying for the Prime Minister Netanyahu, that you would give him the strength and the, the peace and the, um, the next steps to take. We thank you for his compassion for his people, that he is, he's jumped in to do something by even bringing a uniting government around him. Those that even didn't support him before, God, he is pulling in leaders to be able to overtake Hamas. And so we ask, Father, that you would give them the strength, give them the discernment and the ability to determine where they go next, God. And we pray for their cabinet members. We pray for every cabinet member and every member of these leaders' families, Father. We know that they are having to step up at a time that we can't even imagine what it would be like to, as leaders of a country that you would have all of these people's people depending on you. So father, we give us that they have your strength, your miraculous power to be able to overtake the people who are trying to hurt them. And father, I also pray for our government here in the United States. I'm not really sure you know, where we go from here, but I know that there are people working in the background. I know that we have stepped up as well. And Father, would you just also pour a peace over us and pour understanding over all of us Americans that we would we would also recognize the fact that they do have the right to defend themselves. Mm -hmm. So Father, that we would be able to um, to be loud, like, 
Joel said, to be loud about this mm -hmm. and for people in our country to know that we support them and that there's no question. And all the leaders in our in our legislature, Father, I ask that you would bring them together, unite us all to do the right thing for Israel. And Father, more than anything, we just want to thank you. We want to thank you for the fact that um, that Israel is our friend. And not only do, do they have our back, but we have theirs, God. Mm -hmm. We ask that you would bless each one of the, the, the people in their cities, in their, in their far off lands. Father, all, all around those that, that in the kibbutz that have been just totally horrifyingly just, just, just um, torn apart, Father. Our hearts are with them, and we pray that that you would lead us to continue to pray for this country. It's in your son Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And so leading us in prayer now is uh, Linda Murphy, who's our chairwoman, and she's going to pray for the innocence, that there'll be protection for the uh, for the little children as we go forward in both Israel and also in uh, in Gaza. Oh, Father God, we are so broken to see and hear about the torture and mutilation and murder and kidnapping, Lord, of all these people. And especially as we hear, heard recently of the torture of little babies, God, as a mother and grandmother, it broke my heart. And Lord, I know that if we are weeping, you are weeping more. And God, I pray for the families that had to watch that or the people that saw the videos of it. Lord, I am comforted to know that the little children will be in heaven with you. But in the meantime, they have family members that saw this devastation. Lord, it just seems so unfair to, to prey on innocent people. And yet, Lord, I know as we study God's word and Bible prophecy that things like this will happen. So, Lord, I just pray for each family in Israel, whether they're a Jew or a Palestinian, they have children as well, God. I just pray that there will be no more torture. Lord, the kidnapped people, I pray that they are, if they're still alive, Lord, that efforts are being made to figure out how to return them home. But, Lord, this is a travesty. And, Lord, I know that one day you will win in the end, but right now, real people are living through the real tragedy of it all. So God, bless. I pray that as these things are happening in each individual family over there in Israel, that it would bring them to you. I know that they believe in God, but they may not and most likely have not personally received you as their savior. I think of the ministries that are working in Israel and the even what Joel and Lynn have started, just helping these people through with material things. We see the rubble on the news and how could they can't live there anymore. So, Lord, we just commit that to you. And then I want to add to the American boys that we know from here that are Jewish that had served already their two years and were called back left their families, their wives and children um, in different states. God, I just pray for protection. Be with their mothers that are living here. Comfort their hearts. And Lord, we just stay on our knees. God, we love Israel and we want to help do whatever we can. And so God, just continue to protect the babies and the children, the innocence of life, Lord. 
and we just put all of the Israel and the efforts over there into your hands. In yeah. Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. You know, uh, I didn't plan this, but I feel led that we ask everyone on the call to sign up for a time anytime during the day that you will commit to praying for Israel mm -hmm. one day a week. This is going to be a long ongoing thing that there'll be a certain time that you will choose that you will commit to praying for Israel. I'm going to sign up for an early morning hour for every day of the week that I will pray for Israel. And it's already been happening. I just think the Holy Spirit has been waking me up at 4 a.m. to, to pray for them. So I would just ask everyone and, uh, let us know if you do that. Uh, we'll we'll put something on our website. Uh, I've just surprised my staff, but they'll they're so very able. They will get it done. Uh, give us a few minutes though. Um, but I want to just close out, just noting two things. The things that have really have come to mind for me over the past few days is Jesus in Matthew twenty three thirty seven is saying, "Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the grief in Jesus's heart." over both sin, but also looking through the ages. I believe he saw through the ages and knew what was coming for Israel, certainly being destroyed by the Romans, but the Holocaust and today and all the many things that have happened, the pogroms that have happened through time. And what breaks Jesus' heart, of course, should break ours. But I want to close with um, Psalm, it's it, for Psalm uh, 122 verses six through nine. And I'll close with this. Pray for peace of Jerusalem. May those who love you be secure. May there be peace within your walls and security within your citadels. For the sake of my family and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord, our God. Pray for peace. For Jerusalem. Thank you for joining us. Shalom. Thanks for listening to this episode of Women for America. To let us know that you are committing to pray at a specific time each day for Israel, head to our website, concernedwomen.org.